This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Wonderful to see all you folks here today. I'm Chuck Blair, again, senior pastor here at New Church Live. And it really was, you know, just watching this past week, you know, a lot of amazing experiences, you know, this past week. Uh, as many of you know, you know, we have a congregation here, we have a congregation online, and it's it's just such an interesting time to be to be doing church because we have the people here in person, and, and boy, we really thrive on that. We really need to have that. We also have a lot of people who join us online that, that we serve as well. And, and this week, I had two very moving experiences. So first is just John Pouchon. Our thoughts go out to his family down in Venice, Florida. I flew down there just to see the family really quickly uh, before he moved on to, to his, next, his next destination. And then it was, was, as so many weeks are, you know, bookend with, with some of the harder parts of life and bookend as well with some of the, the really special parts of life. And, and they're both precious. And the other part was it was out in, out in western Pennsylvania yesterday doing a little baptism for another online family. And, and it was little Ellie Miller. And, and Ellie was, you know, like I was mentioning to the, the volunteers before church, you know, like all little babies, as a pastor, you get the water on your hand, and then the baby's a moving target. You know, you're trying to like, and, and so, so I said, well, I'm just going to do a little blessing with her before. So I put my hands on her head. And she was like moving around the office. And I was like, and, and it's, it's not that I'm like the baby whisperer. I'm not at all. I are from Pittsburgh. I am not the baby whisperer. But, but just there was something, and I feel like, and as I put my hands in, she's just so still and so attentive. And I'm like, holy cow, she's blessing me. You know, that it's, it's working the exact opposite way. And I think that's so much the experience we get to have in life. Folks, if we see it anywhere, we start to see it everywhere. I believe that. I believe that. And there's a certain freedom at the backside of that. Where we're no longer sort of, uh, you know, skeptical detectives, we're joy-filled witnesses to what's actually going on in life, even the hard parts. And some of them are so hard. You know, they just, they just are. So today what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be pulling this, this series back home. And it's, it's a, it's a question, you know, how to be an angel? Like how, how do we do this angel thing? Like, Okay, we can look at angels kind of way up here at 10,000 foot, big theological conversation. And, and yet New Church consistently says, no, you need to bring it down to here. It needs to be that place as in heaven, so upon the earth. That idea where heaven meets earth. It has to meet earth to actually have reality in our lives. So I want to start with this. Getting to heaven is not as hard as we think. I don't think it's as hard as, as we imagine. I think what we have in our lives is we have our worst compulsions and our best intentions. All right? Can we say those two together first? Worst compulsions. Ready? All right. The other one, best intentions. How many of us are shackled with both? Right? We got both going. You know, last, last night I'm, I'm driving back and they gave me a hoagie tray to take back way too many hoagies. And, and I'm thinking, like, my, one of my things is food. Not all the hoagies made at home. You know, like, like there's my compulsive behavior. Like, oh, I'll just have just one. Oh, yeah, just that one. Just one more. You know, I'm pretty, you know, it, 
it, that's life, right? But, but there's also this best intention part. And it's not that there's something wrong with that. It's not that, that I think we'll ever be rid of those best, those, those worst compulsions. But I think more and more we learn to try to, as best we can, in imperfect ways, come from our best intentions. That's what it really is about being an angel. And then, and we learn to live it. Like, here's a beautiful quote. One of my favorite from, ones from Divine Providence, number 60, talking about how this all works. So let's take a look at that slide. Inherent in that angelic quality is knowing the way by having walked it. I love that. Knowing the way by having walked it. And in having, please say the W word there, in having walked it, knowing the way forward. So there's, there's just a way it, 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 that we have to just understand that, that yep, we'll, we'll, we have to look at doctrine, we have to look at the Lord's word, we have to look at all these things. But the reality is we're going to learn a lot by walking. How many of us learned how to be a parent purely from a book? And if anybody raises your hand, I want to know the name of the book. Can you do it? Yes or no? No. I mean, no. And you can even put an adjective in front of that no. Like, like, no, you cannot do it. You have to live it. You have to live it. You have to live it. You can read all you want about about a, 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 a teenage son or daughter who's brokenhearted. You can read all you want, but until you walk that with that teenager you love, however imperfectly that walk is, you don't really know it. That's what this is saying. And angels are constantly coming back to that life experience. Like, what does it look like? What is, how, do we, how do we actually figure out what that looks like in deep, Way. See, I think this is really, really a key idea here. I would tell you to take a picture of this. I love this quote. The beyond is not really beyond. I'm going to have you say the last word there, but in the depths of here. The beyond is here. Heaven is here. Learning to be an angel is here. It's not beyond. It's here. It's, it's here and it's how we walk through life. And again, we start to see it anywhere. We start to see it everywhere. And there's all kinds of beautiful implications to this. Uh, one I've preached on a lot, but it's just, I know we there's some first-time people here. You know, it's that shift from now, here, this, H-E-A-R, to now, here, H-E-R-E, this. Big shift spiritually when those things happen. And then what we start to, then what we start to get to is, is just a very different image of, of what life actually looks like. And I think there's a lot about looking at trees. Is this a beautiful time of year for trees or what? No, just beautiful. Just beautiful. Right? And, and we just, you know, New Church talks a lot about you want to understand a human being's life. Like, look at the life of a tree. And the point of a tree is its fruit, because that is a seed in it. Listen to this. The furthest point we can get to any place in our lives is just a seed for the next. That simple and that beautiful. The Bible is filled with that image, one of the most powerful ones a lot of people talk about. You'll, you'll You'll hear definitely in Christian circles is this wonderful piece from the book of Jeremiah where, where he talks about like, yeah, people who as we start to evolve spiritually, we really become like a tree. I want to share that, share that part with you because it's so beautiful. 
Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree, just say the P word there, like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. And notice, folks, I just want to sit on that a minute. It does not fear when heat. Does that saying there's not going to ever be any heat? <laughs> no. Saying heat's coming. Heat's coming. It's just there's not going to be fear when that happens. Next. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought. In other words, there's going to be years of drought, but there's not going to be worry in those times. And never fails to bear fruit. Never fails to bear fruit. little foreshadowing of this over here that I'm going to be talking about in a minute. I think that idea, folks, of, of you know being an angel is about being rooted and planted in first things first. Really clear about that. And we can, we can say that in ways that are, that are so light and so, uh, yeah, just so light. But, but it's, it's like to really allow our lives to be planted, to be rooted in other places and, and to see, and to see when we're not. Like, where does your life today feel like it just doesn't have any roots to it? I don't feel planted. When you don't have roots, and you don't feel planted. And again, that's God's work, folks. This is not like a guilt trip because we all have those places where we don't feel rooted and planted. What's going to happen to a tree without roots that's not planted the first time a storm comes? Take a guess. <laughs> it's going to fall. That's just what those roots and that planting is all about. What it means is accepting this. Accepting, accepting, accepting. The gift of faith and love. New church is incredible, an incredibly optimistic Christian faith. One of the most famous sermons preached of all time, Jonathan Edwards back in the 1700s, and get a load of this title, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Sign me up. <laughs> New church, most of our theology comes from the same time, is totally different. Totally, totally different. Yes, we are sinners. Yes, we are imperfect. Yes, we make mistakes. We're, we're, we're hurtful. We do all these things that are just not great things. And we're also blessed. And God's even, and God's economy is even going to use those broken parts to help return us to ourselves, to that angel self that's going to help us to, to, to be come back to be returned to who we are. I mean, I think maybe, I'm going to have this whole series coming up on it. That's so much a church. is just, can we gather together in God's name, with God's grace, with God's love, with God's light, and just be in a space where we can just for a little bit return each other to ourselves, to our true selves. It's the joy, I think. I, I look at my small group. You couldn't pick seven more different people. But somehow it works because we're all just there in some way returning us to ourselves, learning to accept the gift of faith and love. It's not about creating it. It's not even, this is kind of a little esoteric, but it's not even about finding it. It's about being open to what is. 
See how optimistic that is? It's about being deeply open to what actually is. And finding that way of seeing the Lord working through the good in our lives. And we see the Lord working through the good in our lives. We'll know that because you know what it'll feel like? It'll feel like joy. And that joy is what actually frees us. That beats sinners in the hands of an angry God. (laughs) That's a much more aspirational view. And it draws, it's a view of God and Christianity and Christ that draws us closer to each other. Not in judging each other. We're closer to each other so we support each other deeply. Now as the band comes out, as the band comes out, it's important to note that, that of course, it's, it's, we need help with doing that. I mean, the whole point of, of, of the Bible points to the life of Jesus and, and that idea of like we can, we can doubt words, we can, we can struggle with concepts, but we can't ever doubt what Jesus did. We can't doubt that life. We can't say, no, that's not good. That's why people, even people I know who are, who are diehard atheists, they still look at Jesus' life and they know that's a good life. So I want you to listen to this next song. You know, feel free to sing with it. The chorus is really simple. Jesus, can you help me now? Feel like singing with them? Go ahead. And then we come back. I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit and, and talk about like really welcoming that presence into our lives you know, a presence that will really help us to understand the deepest kind of sharing we can have as a church, as a community, as a world. And and that idea of like, you know, looking for that help and, you know, that that idea that we all battle, as as has been famously said, the long loneliness and and how do we move forward with that and how do we move forward into, into this place of of angelhood, I guess. You know, that that idea of understanding the, the angel that's within and, and allowing that to come to life and seeing it as this part of us being returned to ourselves. I, I think about this question. What is our, our experience of our beliefs? So it's one thing to have beliefs, but then what's the experience of that? Like, what does that actually look like? Like, when we, we put it down and, and we try to understand it and in deep ways, what does it actually come to look like? How does it actually work? And I want to talk just, just you know, and it's, it sounds simple, but I want to kind of elaborate a little bit on it. Sharing versus taking. Which one of those is more heavenly, folks? <laughs> sharing, like obviously, right? Like, like that idea of sharing. And I want to talk a bit about it, how I think that sharing actually works. I'm going to come on over here. And I want to, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it in terms of, of Thanksgiving and some of the gifts that we've gotten. So we're going to go on over here and chat for a minute about this. Now, when you think about giving gifts, like this was one I just picked up. We have numerous bags over at New Church Live. So first off, thank you. Thank you for being so incredibly generous, just as this congregation always is. And, and it's easy to think of a gift and to think like, all right, I'll, I'll get chicken broth, 100% natural chicken broth. The only person who doesn't like this is vegetarians, but they don't like Thanksgiving anyways. But just kidding, just kidding. You can have your tofuki and have a great, great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, this, this, this idea of chicken broth. Now, it's not that, you know, guys, like, like we do this, and, and it's just, again, the generosity of this congregation overwhelms me, leaves me teary all the time. 
I mean, to come into an office that continues to look more and more like an old set from Sanford and Son, simply because of all the stuff that gets donated, brings huge, huge, huge movements to my heart. Because that's that's what matters in the end. I mean, that is absolutely what matters in the end. You have to think about how this impacts a family. It's not that a family pulls this out and goes, hey, honey, chicken broth, the kids will eat this week. That's not what this is about. With every single thing that they pull out of here, stuffing, noodles, and there's other packages out there, with every single thing they pick out of here, the gift grows. It's so much more than this or this. I think we need reminded of that. I think we need reminded of that constantly. It's not just this little thing. These little gifts are significant, but what is most important is that these gifts start here as this little cone of light. And then they bump out. And then they bump out. And then they bump out. And pretty soon, more and more comes to light. Like, literally, more and more comes to light. And that's where I think, like, so much of what what Jesus was talking about, so much of the giving we're supposed to do, is is not just kind of this this simplistic giving. It's it's, it's where we give our whole lives over to being a gift. I want to say that again. Where we we see our whole lives as, as, as turning over to be a gift. I was listening to Greg Boyle driving back from Pittsburgh. He works uh, in a you know great guy. I, I preach on him a lot because he's just got so many great things to say. And he, he was talking about a, a woman who came to him, and I mentioned uh, you know his podcast before. A woman who came to him and said, like Father Greg, I really want to work with you with these gang members because I feel I have a message to give them. And he's like, Come back when you don't have a message, please. See, because he's, he's trying to get her to understand, like, to be the gift, you can't feel like you are the gifted one. To be the gift, you can't feel like you're the gifted one. You have to feel like you're the one there to discover the gift. In the sharing of that gift, I think it looks much more like this. Listen, like, look at that picture and listen, listen to this famous parable that Jesus says, the parable of the sower. He's trying to explain to, to the 12 main disciples, his, his students who are following him, and he's trying to teach them about giving, and this is how he explains it. He said, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came, the plants were scorched. And they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Folks, how much does that dandelion get to determine where those gifts land? (laughs) How much? Zero. Zero. Think about being that kind of gift giver. Yep, some of it's not going to work a lick. Matter of fact, some of it may even backfire. Some of it you may decide to give, and the audience there gives you nothing but a hard time. 
But that doesn't matter because that's not what the call is. The call is not to determine the different types of soil. The call is to sow the seeds. To let the wind take them where they may. Wind, in Greek, my dear friends, spirit, spiritus, you've heard me say this 500 times, wind, breath, and who can fill in the G word, and God. The wind will blow with it where it may. And here you could word, use the word, the translation could be God will blow those gifts where God sees them fit. And we just simply never know. I'm going to step back over here. That is actually the giving that we're supposed to learn to do in this life that will get us closer and closer to being angels. And there's, and there's nothing necessarily easy about that. I feel like there's all kinds of challenges. But as we learn to just give the gift and let go, what happens is this next picture, we just start to understand the peace of heaven. Peace of heaven, simply defined, new church. Peace of heaven is like waking up on a spring morning not going to sleep at night. I love that. Waking up on a beautiful morning. That's the peace of heaven. Nothing wrong with sleep, but the peace of heaven is one where there's this beautiful sunrise in our lives where we're looking forward to what actually is. And then what starts to happen there, folks, is, is then I think as, as you know, we work on being our best selves, returning to ourselves, you know, we, we, we come to that point, right? We come to that point where, where we will pass over. That's, that's just the way it's going to go. I mean, it's, it's, it's said again and again, like, none of us are going to get out of this gig alive. We just aren't. How long we have, who knows? What I do know from a Christian New Church perspective is that it's not like this per se. Take a look at this next New Yorker cartoon. It's not that we race across and there's God with the little finish flag. I actually think God's there with the start flag, <laughs> with the green flag. Because now we can really go. We've learned it, we've practiced it, we've, we, we've lived it, we've walked the path, we've asked Jesus to help us in how to live it. We've learned how to truly give gifts and not as if we're in the gifted one. We're just, we're just like, we are, we are just trying as best we can to, to give gifts anywhere we're called. And that becomes the start of something incredibly beautiful. Now to close this, I want to close it by taking a little risk with the congregation. So you all have to vote in favor. So do you all vote in favor? Yeah. Yes. All right. This is just a, this is a little bit of a risk, granted. But I, but I want to drive this point home. So for any of you who would like, and I'd love to get like about 20 people, and I'm not going to ask you to say anything, actually, so you just have to look your beautiful selves on camera. I'm going to ask, the, ask some people who would be willing to just come down and kind of form a, a circle right here. All right? And I'm going to talk about a last point about what it means to be an angel. So if we could have like 20 volunteers or so, if there's more than that, it's fine. But just come down here and we'll get a little pile of people right here.
Circle around here, folks. Just a little circle. There we go. You guys can close up the circle here. All right. And now, now let's, let's all like drop like you guys all look like you don't know each other, and I know you do. So let's all take like four steps in here. Looks like four steps in. Okay. Now, now we're very fortunate that Donna volunteered to be. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, I did. And then she said she was worried about her hair, and I'm like, Donna, come on. Right. So, so this is one of I think one of the most beautiful teachings of the new church. It's this. That, that when we die, we're not asked what we believed. We're asked how we lived. Now, now I think a lot of the time, again, Donna will eventually pass over. It's not that she's going to go into the next life and there's going to be the tribunal up. I don't think, there's, I don't think it's like going to be a job interview. We all remember that job interview that was just from that other place. It was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, it's not going to be like that. I think it's going to be people who've passed on before us, who love you, dear friends, all gathered around, who are excited and thrilled that you're now home, who will make your favorite dinner, which is, don't dare say tofurkey. Pokey. Pokey. All right. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that beauty of what we've loved in our life. And then they're going to ask, and they're not going to ask. I don't think they're going to be sitting over here going like, well, Donna, we've gathered here today, and we would like to know how you've lived. Good girl, bad girl, how's it been? Because, folks, like the fact is, have we all lived imperfect lives? Yes, every single person here. Every single angel in heaven lived an imperfect life, utterly imperfect life, absolutely imperfect. Did they wrestle with compulsions? Yes or no? Absolutely. Did God gift them with best intentions? Absolutely. The question isn't going to be like, tell us about life. It's going to be like, Donna, tell me about your life. Tell me about who you loved. Tell me about what you learned. Tell me about the connections you made with other people. So can I totally put you on the spot? Yeah, sure. So what have I learned? I've learned about uh, who you love and who loves you. And less of me and more of everybody else makes a good day. And that there's, I could give or take. If I take, I'll eat well. But if I give, I'll sleep well. And, uh, and I like that, um, you know, as far as like Jesus goes, I always like to think that um, he never wants me to worship him. He just wants me to follow him and just to do what he's, his example. And, and just try to, you know, Treat everybody the same. Park place to park bench doesn't matter. I don't know how you get better than that. I, like, uh, all right, amen. We'll see you next week, folks. Uh, you know, like, like that's it. And then, I, then, I, then I think Jesus is going to go. Show me your favorite pictures on your phone. You know, show me your favorite pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just true. Well, you have your phone if you know you went the other way. I guess. Or something like that. <laughs> So, 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 guys, think about that and think of the implications of that, right? It's not that we're to say that that happens then and there. We're to understand the freedom in getting that we can do that here and now. Park place to park bench. That is good, sister. Like, you know, like, like we can do that here and now. We really can. 
You want to know what that's known as? Freedom. We exercise that, we come back to ourselves. We exercise that, we find the joy that frees us. Amen. Give these folks a warm round of applause. Thank you, Donna. Love you. Love you, too. All right, just a few last notes. I love Wendell Berry, amazing poet. Look at this beautiful line from Wendell Berry. Powerful, powerful stuff. Just let's, let's take a breath first. Because I want you to hear this. For all his, meaning God, for all his creatures were his pleasure. And their pleasure was to be what he made them. To be what he made them. Let's live this stuff. Beyond theology, let's make it our life. Let's constantly look at this question on this next slide here. The angels that are around us. You know, just seeing like how good that is. Living deeply into that place as, as deep as we possibly can. Famous story that there's actually a statue of it over in Sweden. It was Emanuel Swedenborg was asked, a little girl runs up to him and says, Mr. Swedenborg, I, I hear, I hear you love angels. Swedenborg, for those of you who are first time attenders, he's we use a lot of his theology. It's, it's Swedenborg is to us what Martin Luther is to a Lutheran. So, Mr. Swedenborg, can I, can I see an angel? Because, you know, I hear you see him all the time. Got a big smile, said, sure. So, you know where he takes her? To a mirror. You can Google that. You see the, see the, see this statue over in, over in Sweden. Takes her to a mirror. I want that world. Would love to live in that world. I think we can choose to be that world. A world filled with angels, imperfect and all. All of us walking each other home. Life is always blessed, broken, and shared. Just keep moving. Amen. So that closes our series here on angels. I want to invite you back next week as we start our series on Thanksgiving, which is going to be way fun. I'd also want to tell you, you know, during this Thanksgiving season, it's a great time. It's a great time to actually invite someone to church because it's, it's you know, people just, they get the gratitude thing. It's not some big theological leap to think that gratitude is an important thing in your life. So I'd urge you to invite someone, bring a friend, and we're going to have a great time celebrating Thanksgiving together. So let me close with a prayer, and then the band's going to sing us on out. Please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, thank you for the chances, for the opportunities we've had over these last five weeks to speak of angels, to speak of what angels can be in our life, 
so we can speak to the angels who are in our life, so that we can understand the bigger picture, a bigger picture we are forever discovering, a bigger picture we are forever opening up to, a bigger picture we are eternally blessed by. Help us, Lord, in some small way to clean the glass, to see a little more clearly the wonder of your work, the wonder around us, the wonder of our lives, acknowledging that some days are so incredibly painful that's hard to do, and that some days are so incredibly blessed it just takes our breath away. Be with us, Lord, on this journey as you always are. Help to open us up to what is. Help us to find each other and to find you and become more and more who we are. In your name, this day, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 